0: Hello, this is James Miller. Today let's talk about the difference between the map and the territory. The, the territory is the universe, it's real stuff. You're walking in the territory, the desk I'm working from right now is in the territory, bacteria is in the territory, um, buildings are in the territory. Maps are representations of the territory, so you've, you've all seen actual maps. You can also make mental maps. A mental map is your internal vision of what you think the territory is. Our ability to make mental maps is a superpower that lets us make superior decisions. We can imagine what the world is like and then imagine making a change to the world and we can see internally what will likely happen if we make that change. And Our ability to make mental maps and to base decisions on our mental maps is probably the key skill that's allowed humans to become the dominant power on Earth. Let's now turn to some problems with the mental maps that humans make. First, the territory is far too big for any of us to have an accurate representation of it in our minds. I mean, just as a real map of the United States, to to, to include every feature of the territory, would actually have to be as big as the United States, that's impossible to do in a map. So all maps are simplifications. Our models, our mental models of the world, are simplifications, and because of this, when we use our mental models to plan decisions, there's going to be some errors. We're going to come to come up with some suboptimal outcomes because our mental models have to be imperfect, because our mind just doesn't have anywhere near enough capacity to imagine the territory in all of its glorious details. But because of cognitive biases, things are far worse than this. Evolution did not optimize our brains for making maps of the modern world. We're we're very bad at some things. For example, we're very bad at imagining low probability events. This is why people might have a greater fear of being killed by a shark or killed by terrorists than killed in a car accident because our brains are just not good at understanding which of these low probability risks are most likely to get me. And as a result, someone driving to the beach who's not going to go into the water because they're afraid of being bitten by a shark might not put a seatbelt on because, ah, come on, what are the chances I'm actually going to be the one to die in a car accident? One of the most destructive cognitive biases that most humans have is confirmation bias. Under confirmation bias, you you tend to interpret existing evidence as supporting your pre-existing positions. So you have a a certain map of the territory. And because of confirmation bias, if there's evidence that comes in that says, hey, you know, maybe your map's not quite right, you'll ignore that evidence or maybe you'll even falsify the evidence in order to justify your pre-existing map. So, what a lot of us humans do is first we come up with a map of the territory, but then we insist that map is right, and even when we're confronted with evidence showing we're wrong, we're like, no, 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 we're going to ignore that evidence. Part of the reason for this is probably that we're very concerned with status, And admitting that our pre-existing mental map is wrong might lower our status in our friends' and allies' eyes, so we'd rather be confidently wrong than correct our mental maps. Unfortunately, since we're using these mental maps to plan decisions, if we have really bad mental maps, we'll make bad decisions and we'll achieve worse life outcomes. Even though our brains are infected by cognitive biases, we have the ability to learn about them and to potentially correct for them. So, you, you, can, you can read about confirmation bias, you can listen to what I'm saying about it and say, okay, my brain is going to naturally ignore evidence going against my pre existing belief. So, I'll try to correct for this. Another confirmation bias we have is something called the halo effect, where if somebody is beautiful, we'll tend to overestimate their intelligence and honesty and, and all other good traits. This is, by the way, why most successful politicians are very attractive. Because we think, well, if the person's attractive, they're naturally honest and smart. But you can take this into account. You can be, you know, at a store you know, talking to a salesperson and if the salesperson's really attractive, you can say, gee, it the salesperson sounds extraordinarily honest and this this sounds like this product's a good deal, but because the salesperson is so attractive, I should take into account the fact that my caveman brain is overestimating his or her honesty. And so I will I will try to not give as much weight to this person's words because they're so attractive. So our brains are like lenses that can see their own flaws, and then if we put in the effort, we can correct the flaws and we can achieve better better mental maps. Remember, having the good mental map, that is the, the important intermediate goal to achieving winning life outcomes because we use these maps to plan our decisions. But because of confirmation bias, we really, really are resistant to correcting our mental maps. Even when we find out about a bias, we're like, okay, I can understand how most people would fall for attractive salespersons, but most of us say, but not me. Just as most humans tend to think they're above average at most things, we also think we're above average at resisting cognitive biases. But here's a slight paradox because the key to fighting cognitive biases is admitting that they infect you and then taking steps to correct them. So if you think that you're not, you're particularly resistant to cognitive biases in some ways, that's a sign that you're not um, particularly resistant to cognitive biases. We think of cognitive biases, are like our mental kryptonite, kryptonite being what weakens Superman. But Superman does not have an attraction to kryptonite. We seem to like our own kryptonite, and if someone tries to take it away from us or point out that we're being harmed by kryptonite, our natural reaction is to get angry at them, right? If someone points out, you know, your mental map is in error, you're not thinking this through, you're suffering from this bias. A natural human reaction is to think, well, this person's trying to lower my status among my friends and allies, so this person is my enemy. I'll get mad at them, and I'll prove they're wrong by being even more confident that my mental map is right. Imagine that you want to go from some point X to point Y. And it's really important that you you travel between these points quickly. You look on a map and there's a mountain in the way, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to move quickly from X to Y because of this mountain. So what do you do? You say, well, I know I'll fix the problem, I'll erase the mountain on the map. That's of course a stupid strategy, right? If you change the map, that doesn't change the territory. But that's a strategy that a lot of us effectively employ. If we can't change reality, we can't change the universe, we change our perception of it, and somehow think that's going to make the situation better. This is where you know you you have a problem and so you ignore the problem figuring well then it won't bother me. We we often our brains confuse the map and the territory because we, we live in our maps, you know, we, we live in our brains and we, we think well gee if I don't focus on this problem, if I ignore this problem, it won't be there. But again, the map is not the territory. Admitting something from the map, ignoring something on your map doesn't make the thing in reality go away, but now it will corrupt your decision-making process because if you're thinking, okay, i got to get from X to Y really quickly, and then I'll do something else. If you ignore the map, you're, you'll plan out things on the condition that you would be able to go quickly from X to Y, even though you can't do that because of the mountain. You might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, there, there are aspects of my life that are just too horrible to contemplate, so I'm better off not doing it. Well, first, I would say you can handle the truth because you already are. the truth is the universe and so you're, you you have to live with the truth. Also, you know, ignoring really negative outcomes, the possibility of really negative outcomes, that can make those outcomes more likely to appear. So, for example, if you ignore the possibility that your beloved child might die, you won't be as protective of your child's life. Maybe with something mundane, you won't put your child in a seatbelt. You, you won't worry when your child is in, a, in, in impossible danger. And so you can make the bad things more likely to happen if you ignore the possibility that a bad thing could happen. Another big corruptor of our maps are super Superstimula super stimuli are things like cocaine or sugar-rich desserts or alcohol or video games for some. They're, they're substances that really attract our brains and they basically, they they automatically alter our brains saying, this is great. So you can imagine, you know, cocaine or, or dessert. It's just, you're, you're looking at it and your brain's like, this is fantastic. I'm going to love this. It's healthy for me. I should be eating this. They, they these super-stimuli, hijack our map-making abilities. The way to correct for this is to, to know that about yourself. Know what are your super stimula, what are the things that can corrupt your map-making abilities to make it seem like these things are really good for you when they're not, and then you avoid them You know as, as best you can. But the key here is to recognize what your weaknesses are. Superman has to be aware that kryptonite can harm him, for him to avoid kryptonite. Find out what your superstimula are and then avoid them. If you're a young person and you haven't quite figured this out yet, a good hint is genetics. You know, a lot of these, are, a lot of these superstimula probably have a genetic origin. So if you've got a bunch of alcoholics in your, your family tree, you know, never drink alcohol. If you've got an older brother who you know, never graduated high school because he played video games all day, you probably shouldn't play video games. Advertisers, of course, love trying to mess with our map making abilities in order to cause us to upgrade the value of their products. And this is why they often use super stimuli in their products on most notably very beautiful people. So, you know, why do beer commercials always have beautiful women drinking beer? Because by men seeing these commercials will see the beautiful women and they'll be like oh gee this is a good thing so I'll probably be happier and healthier if I drink beer now in some level we know this isn't true but you know and on, on some level we also don't so the way to protect yourself from this is if you start seeing yourself drawn to a product look at the commercial look at the things surrounding the product say hey wait are they trying to hijack my mental map making ability if so downgrade how much you like your product say Gee, my internal mental map, you know, caused me to think i like the product, you know, a lot. Maybe it should be not. Qu- Maybe I should not assume that that's right. A lot of smart people have put fantastic effort into mapping the territory, and this is where you should get most of your mental maps from. You know, this is what, what science is, what, what history is, what studies of cognitive um, psychology give us. So get your mental maps from the work other people have done in large part. You know, you'll you'll have to fill in the personal details of your direct surrounding yourself. But use the maps other people have given you, then recognize there's these cognitive biases that are going to try to get you to falsify your maps, but you know, then make corrections for this and then make winning decisions based on your internal mental maps. Also try to cultivate a belief that truth is inherently important you know truth is having accurate mental maps or at least you know as accurate as you can possibly get if you make truth an important value then you'll strive to have good mental maps You'll you'll be able to overcome confirmation bias because you'll like it if you cultivate truth. You'll like it when someone points out an error in your mental map because it'll let you get closer to the truth. And again, having good mental maps allows you to make winning decisions. Let me sum up the key lessons of this podcast. There's the map and the territory. The territory is the real universe. Maps are representations of the universe. When we make decisions, we base these decisions off the internal mental maps that our brains make. We're never going to have a perfectly accurate map because a perfectly accurate map would have to be the size of the territory. Due to cognitive biases, we often are do worse than merely approximating the territory, we deliberately introduce falsehoods into our map. And unfortunately, because of confirmation biases, we we like our mistakes we, we become protective of our inaccurate maps and even when people give us evidence or we come across evidence that our mental maps are wrong in important ways we ignore the evidence and we get mad at people who try to correct us but the map is not the territory if we, we make a change in our mental maps and this change makes it appears that the territory is worse than we thought before we haven't actually worsened our situation and ignoring something in a mental map doesn't make that thing not exist in the territory remember your ability to make mental maps is your superpower that you use to make winning decisions and if you accept subpar or deliberately inaccurate mental maps you'll make worse decisions and you'll achieve worse life outcomes Thank you for listening to me today. Goodbye.